Hey everyone, welcome to the BB Fellows podcast. Christina here as usual. And we're starting an exciting new series of interviews this summer. Uh, we have the unique kind of blessing that a lot of our alumni have stuck around the area um, since finishing the program. And I think we have like 80% probably are still in Virginia Beach, at least. Um, so we just want to check in with everyone and see what they're doing, what they're up to, how they still see fellows impacting normal, quote unquote, life, um, if it is at all. Um, so we're starting our first one today. And we have Aaron who was in our program 2021 was when she finished. And then Nathan was 2022. And so they're going to introduce themselves and say a little bit why we're interviewing them together. And um, yeah, we'll just jump into it. So who wants to go first? Awesome. Sounds good. Thanks, Christina. Yeah. Um, like Christina said, my name is Aaron Horner now. Um, Nathan and I got married in March and um, living together now in Virginia Beach, and I am currently working for the Barry Robinson Center as an admissions manager, um, working with families, um, bring, bringing their kids into our program, and and then also helping out with the youth group that Nathan is involved with as well. Awesome. Planning to go back to school in <gasps> August. Oh, Going to pursue a master's in social work online. Um, cool. So plan to do that the next two years and then see what happens after that. Awesome. Congratulations. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. And I'm Nathan Horner, part of the class of, well, the third class, so I mm -hmm. guess, yeah, 22 is when our class ended mm -hmm. of fellows. Um, yeah. And I live here in Virginia Beach, um, work for a church called Galilee Church right here on the oceanfront. Um, and I work with students there, so middle school and high school students, basically a youth pastor. Um, and I've been doing that for the last nine months or so, I think mm -hmm. just coming up on nine months. So, yeah. Wow. Exciting. Yeah. What a year. <laughs> awesome. It has been a year. So did you guys meet through the fellows program or was there, I know you guys both went to JMU, so was there a previous, you know, knowledge of each other back yes. in college? Previous knowledge for sure. <laughs> Nathan and I um, went to the same college together, so we had a lot of the same mutual friends, mm -hmm. but we're not close friends. I think we had a class together. I remember one time we walked back to the main part of the campus um, after our class and then reconnected here at JMU, or here <laughs> in Virginia Beach, Yeah, post-JMU. Cool. Wow. Full circle. Yep. That's awesome. Cool. So we just have some questions that... Um, we just love to hear your thoughts on, and now that you've been out of the program for a few years or a couple of years now, um, and the first one we kind of want to ask is with the lectures and the disciplines that you guys kind of um, focus on going through the program, do you see those things as still an active part of your life or um, in any capacity, um, whether it be Sabbath or fasting, prayer, things like that? Um, yeah. Do you see them at work in your life in any way or? Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, it's been sweet since marriage, just even figuring out what that means for us as um, a couple, as a, mm -hmm. as partners and um, wanting to continue and pursue those um, 
together. And mm-hmm. so we, yeah, Sabbath has been interesting mm-hmm. since Nathan's taken the job at Galilee. Right. Sundays are not a Sabbath as yes. they have been for mm-hmm. the past, um, at least for me. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, for Nathan as well. And so, um, yeah, still kind of learning what that looks like yeah. to have Sabbath. Uh, now we, we do Saturdays, Sabbath day, Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I have definitely seen the blessing of the consistency with the day of rest and even bringing in a day of fasting and mm-hmm. um, yeah. Was that something um, like new to you that was introduced through fellows as far as like observing a Sabbath pretty like being committed to that or um, was it something? You, oh yeah. You knew what that you'd already had a rhythm for it going yeah. into the year. Yeah. I think for me um, in college is really where I realized for the first time, okay, I need a Sabbath mm-hmm. if I'm going to sustain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and yet that was for, at least for me, that one of the hardest seasons to, to try to make that happen. Yeah. Um, and then have really, it's been a consistent um, effort. I think it's a it's a weekly effort to make that consistent. I haven't gotten For to sure. the place to just be able to like, oh, and you all of a sudden yeah, I uh-huh. will choose to do nothing and it will be great. <laughs> yeah, I have to really think about, plan out the rest of my week to make it happen mm-hmm. each, each Saturday. Yeah. What about for you? Yeah, I would say for me, kind of like Aaron said, college is a time where spiritual disciplines in general can just be really they can just be hard to have consistently because your schedule is so all over the place. And mm-hmm. that's like amazing and fun, but also makes parts of the spiritual life more difficult. Yeah. Um, and so interestingly for me, like my first year after college, I like dove in uh, as much as I could on spiritual disciplines. Hmm. And then I came and did fellows and just got even like more teaching on that was a part of a community that like tried to practice all those. And the funny thing is I think I can kind of, um, when I think about myself, I think about myself as someone who's like very into the spiritual disciplines. Like I've read the books, like I'm reading the books, like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and, and know the theology behind all these things. Um, and then you can all of a sudden, like one day you're like, man, I don't think I've been doing any of my spiritual (laughs) disciplines for the last like month. Yeah. And it's just so easy to, to end up in that spot. So I think, yeah, in this season, it's been, especially just being newly married, yeah. like figuring out, okay, what do those disciplines look like now in this season? How do we do some of those together? What still needs to be done separately? And and how do those become part of our week-to-week life? And thankfully, we still have a lot of friends here in the area, people who are a part of fellows and who weren't, who, um, who we kind of get to practice those with mm-hmm. and invite into that too. Um, but yeah, it's definitely been a new space to learn about the spiritual disciplines and and, uh, yeah, but I think all the teaching from fellows has, was helpful for me in that mm-hmm. regard of like just coming back to those and, and applying them to a new season. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. You kind of touched on this a little bit, but you still have that community pretty solidly here. What has community looked like for you post fellows and sort of what challenges or maybe no challenges it's presented or just how is that to, um, yeah. When you were in the program. Yeah. That's a good question. I would say, um, for me, I've had the privilege of being able to live with others that I did the fellows program with after fellows. And Mm -hmm. then, um, friends that 
where I was with in the program also lived really close by. So there was, we joked around about our whole fellows class moved um, to different houses all within a mile of each other. And so that made it really easy to stay connected post fellows um, and just enjoy the neighborhood together, being able to walk to each other's homes, bike or run. um, All of that was really made it a lot easier to stay connected. I would say um, a challenge like, you know, any other community is, you know, there are moments where um, feelings get hurt or Mm -hmm. um, misunderstanding is, is there. And so learning what it looks like to fight for those relationships and Mm -hmm. stay unified, even when, um, yeah, even when it could be maybe in the moment easier to just cut people off and find a different community, Mm -hmm. um, hoping that maybe they won't do the same, you Mm -hmm. know? So I think, um, learning what it looks like to work through that with others and in a way that is, um, yeah, in a way that, that allows for forgiveness and, um, and understanding, I think has been, um, good to see, but also for sure, like always a a challenge too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I'd say just as Aaron was talking, um, there's a quote from Diedrich Bonhoeffer in life together where he says like, I can't remember exactly what the quote is, but it's something along the lines of like the enemy of a true, the enemy of true community is like the idealized community. And Mm -hmm. so basically that like, we all have this idea of like a perfect community in our minds. Mm -hmm. And in reality, like that community doesn't exist here on earth Mm -hmm. um, in a way that's like perfect. And so the like true community is the community where you stick it out in love and grace and patience with one another, even when it's not perfect. And Mm -hmm. Bonhoeffer has this whole like theology that that's how you like know that Jesus, that's how you know that you're really Christian is that like, even when things get tough between people, like you don't just run away from that situation. You actually like, you know, you double down and you, and you make those relationships work even when it's hard. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, for me, I think my first year after fellows was like so much change. And I went from living in super tight knit community to, I like, lived uh in this house by myself for like mm. six months the first time in my life i had ever lived like without roommates yeah. and that was a big change uh but thankfully i have like the the blessing of having a lot of the guys from my fellows class still be here in the area actually mm-hmm. all the guys from mm-hmm. my fellows class still yeah. be here in the area and then a couple of close friends from college as well and so just like diving into those relationships even further after fellows I've continued to see the Lord like bless that. I still hang out with the guys from my fellows class, like at minimum once a week, Mm -hmm. often more than that. Um, And they're like, I mean, they're some of my best friends and, and really, really fruitful relationships in my life. So, but it's definitely something that we've, we kind of all like have chosen into, um, which is why it works. Um, It's a lot harder if, if you really want that, but not everyone else does. Uh, Mm -hmm. But thankfully in, in my case, it just felt like all the, all the guys were, invested in each other uh, yeah. and continue to be so mm-hmm. yeah the intentionality it takes to maintain relationships once you're not coexisting you know yeah. almost 24 yeah. <laughs> 7 together is different do you um either of you can answer but have you noticed was has it been easy to be intentional with relationship or was that something that kind of it took a little bit of time to recognize oh like I feel distanced um, in some ways with people on 
my community and I need to be more intentional about cultivating that a little bit better. I think it's, um, at least for me, it's definitely a case by case mm-hmm. scenario. Some relationships you just kind of naturally fall into more, uh, into like similar patterns with one another and similar mm-hmm. ways of spending time together and other relationships, you know, months go by and you think, wow, man, I like haven't seen that person. You don't really know why you just haven't. And so mm-hmm. those are the relationships where then it's like, okay, are you going to take the initiative? Are you going to take the step to uh, send a text, like figure out a way you can connect with that person? Um, and you know, part of that's just like life. That's, that's pretty normal. Um, but the intentionality is definitely, I think like if you want to have a large community, you can't really have large community without intentionality. Mm -hmm. Um, because it just, it takes effort. Um, for sure. In the end, it's like you reap more than you like sowed for sure. Um, and so you kind of end up getting back even more than you ever gave. Um, but it takes, it takes time to see that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. As Nathan was sharing, I think something that has been helpful for me to think about is, is like capacity with that. Yeah. Um, Nathan's capacity for relationships and longevity with those relationships and keeping up with a large amount of people is way higher than mine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and that's okay. Yeah. And, and so I think for me, yeah, learning what it looks like to, um, live within my capacity for deep relationships and, um, and know how to love community within that. Cause I think sometimes there's pressure to be really close with everyone, especially when coming out of a program like fellows where you just naturally are really close with everyone because you're doing similar things mm-hmm. and you're doing in a lot of moments, the same thing with each other mm-hmm. um, for at minimum nine months. Um, and so I think there's a lot of, yeah, pressure to then stay within, um, that same type of rhythm, um, which isn't, um, natural for everyone. Mm -hmm. Wasn't super natural for me. And so then learning what that looks like to, yeah, live within my limitations as a human, which is different than some of my close friends. Um, one of my friends, yeah, which I am so thankful for, you know, called me out and was like, Hey, we have not connected. And this was like a a month or so after the fellows program. And I was like, Oh my gosh, you're right. Like I have not, you know, been thinking about this friendship. And, um, now what, two and a half, almost three years later, um, her and I, along with some others get together every Thursday morning and go over the week and pray together. Um, and that's one of the most like grounding things I am currently doing in regards to like community and living Mm -hmm. with others. Um, so yeah, so I think it's different for everyone, but intentionality is for sure important. Yeah. No, that's really good. And it kind of speaks to proximity doesn't always Mm -hmm. equal, equal, you know, always being with those people all the time. Yeah, for sure. Um, sounds like you kind of touched on this question a little bit, but are there any other challenges that you all have, um, faced after fellows that you weren't that you didn't foresee coming or just anything that's been a little bit more of a challenge to tackle now that you're no longer kind of in that um incubation period you know Mm -hmm. of growing together as a community and practicing and having kind of that oversight constantly making sure you're doing you know what you set out to do in the program so is there anything 
yeah, how you feel. Yeah, I think going into the fellows program, I had it in my mind that I was going to figure out exactly what I wanted to do with my life, <laughs> vocationally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so I, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> guess what? I didn't. Yes. <laughs> um, and so, yeah. So then ending the fellows program, I knew a lot of what I didn't want to do, mm-hmm. which is important. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I had a lot of other um, questions unanswered in regards to moving forward, what that would look like for me. And so, yeah, so I think a challenge in that coming out was I, yeah, I was, I was still figuring out what, what am I doing here in Virginia (laughs) beach with my passions and my gifts and my skills and how am I going to find the opportunities to, to use those in the ways that I want to, um, which, doesn't always look pretty at first. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was, yeah. So when I finished the program, I ended up working where I'm currently working, but was doing evening work and weekend work, Mm -hmm. um, working direct care, which was great, but not sustainable. Mm -hmm. And then was able to transition to a a job that was more sustainable in a lot of different ways. But that was definitely a challenge learning what it looked like to have community when I was Mm -hmm. doing a job that was not everybody um, else is yeah. free. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, everyone's free and I'm working. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so kind of figuring that out was a challenge that I didn't, yeah, didn't know I was getting getting into. Mm-hmm. What about for you? Yeah, I would say for me, my situation after fellows is, you know, everybody's situation is unique. For mm-hmm. me, I ended fellows and it felt like God was just like opening up all these doors uh, on things I had been praying about for throughout all of fellows and even like, from before fellows when I was in college, things cool. that I had been like asking the Lord for. It mm-hmm. felt like it was like, man, doors open, doors open, mm-hmm. doors open. And um, I think what's been challenging with that though is like you step into all these great opportunities, or at least I had I had the chance to do that, to step into all these opportunities. And then and then you do them for like nine months, eight months, and they become normal. Um, mm-hmm. It's like the things that you dreamt of five mm-hmm. years ago all of a sudden are just like your day to day. And it's not dreamy. It's mm-hmm. not like, you know, it's it's really easy to dream about something you don't have. When you actually have it, it doesn't feel like a dream. It just feels like work. Mm-hmm. Um, one of those things being my job, which I like love, but yeah. also it's like I get to do ministry for my job. It's like something I dreamed about <laughs> as an 18 year old and now get to do. Uh, but there are a lot of days where it's like, I go to work, something like some small, like logistics thing is really frustrating or I can't figure out. And then I like come home and I'm in school right now, mm. uh, in seminary right now. And I have to like read a textbook that I don't want to <laughs> read for like three hours. And, yeah. and so I guess the part that's been challenging that has less to do with community and more just to do with like a different season, um, is like, how do you find contentment and joy, um, like, where do you find contentment and joy? And I think there was a small, there's a small part of all of us that always puts those things in like future hopes that we have, um, in terms of like a job, a relationship, a place you're living, who you're living with, all those kinds of things. Um, and then when all those things kind of work out, you end up realizing that like contentment isn't in any of those things Mm -hmm. really that contentment is in the Lord. Uh, and that doesn't mean those things can't be great and you can't be thankful for them, but that real contentment isn't, based just on a job or like a circumstance, but it is based on the Lord. And so Mm -hmm. the challenge for me has been like, okay, how do I remember that now that a lot of these doors that I was praying about have opened that my contentment still is, is from the Lord. Um, and so, yeah, it's been cool to learn that in a new way in this season. 
Yeah. That's great. That's really good insight. Um, okay. Our, our last question. Um, and this can kind of be with kind of fellows who are now alumni in mind or next year's class when they're, you know, wrapping up the program. Um, how do you compare the transition from college um, to fellows to the transition of fellows to this normal adulthood life you're living? Yeah, that's a loaded question. <laughs> Good one time. to end on. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd say, so, I mean, I came into fellows when COVID hit. Right. So that's a whole circumstance in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say coming into fellows, you have a mindset in a lot of ways where, um, at least for me, I had the mindset of like, okay, I am going to have, you know, people around me that are going to like intentionally be there because they kind of have to be <laughs> like, it's kind of this, like, uh, this setup for you. That's really just like a really intentional setup that is, um, yeah, that allows for healing and allows mm-hmm. for growth in ways that normal life doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'd say coming into fellows and entering into that season, I was just like, wow, I, I need this, you know, like I had just finished college and was, was worn out in a lot of different ways. And, mm-hmm. and so to be able to come into fellows and, and have a lot of, um, spiritual leadership and yeah. community around me, um, yeah, it just was like so needed um, for me personally and allowed for a lot of healing and um, growth in ways that I think uh, not, yeah, normal life setting doesn't always provide. Yeah. Um, and then coming out of fellows into normal life, um, yeah, I was definitely ready for it. I think my whole fellows class and most people we talk to are like, all right, let's do this, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and... And so, yeah, it was a good, it was a good transition in a lot of ways. Um, I'd say figuring out community and relationships was probably the, the biggest, um, yeah, the biggest question for us all of like, okay, do we have the same expectations? Do we not? If we don't, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. Um, And how do we, yeah, how do we continue to grow together with the Lord um, and and how do we in some ways get you know expand this bubble that we're in mm-hmm. and and allow for our community to be Virginia Beach and not you know as acutely um, the fellows yeah. program itself mm-hmm. and so um, yeah I think it's it, there's just so much opportunity once you um, come into a space like fellows and then have that base for you, for you in a new location for most people, it's a new location. And then being able to come outside of that with that really solid foundation, um, just, it just leaves way more opportunity, um, for, yeah, for, for a lot to, Mm -hmm. to then for a lot of new ways to do life and meet people and grow in your skills. Yeah, I'd say I had kind of a unique uh, 
position coming into fellows, which, you know, I'm sure some of the people coming in next year will have unique stories as well. But I worked for 15 months. So for a full graduated and then came to Virginia Beach for fellows 15 months later. So worked for a full year. Mm -hmm. And so I came into fellows off of a year that was not anything like college. It was like COVID year and I wasn't in fellows. So I always joke that that was like my year of solitude. (laughs) It was like I spent more time alone that year than I think at any point in my life. Um, and then I jumped into fellows and it was like, whoa, community, like in a really intense way, uh, in a really great way, but just more community than I had had in the previous year and a half. Sure. Um, and so that was such a blessing to me. It was so rich and full and, and also mentorship and all those things. Uh, so for me, that transition was like, it was, a, I think a little more challenging in some ways. Cause I was just like, not used to being around that many people, whereas mm-hmm. all the people I started fellows with had just come off graduating college. Mm -hmm. And so they were like, yeah, like we just want to hang out all the time. And I was like, Hey, I need some time by myself alone. (laughs) I can be a little introverted in that way. Um, and then transitioning out of fellows. Um, yeah, I think I'm really thankful to say that it it happened pretty naturally for me. Mm -hmm. Um, especially with the class of guys that I was a part of, I think, you know, I know I've said that already, but, um, that side of it has made things easy. I think we all just kind of fell into stride with one another, um, in this new season and continued to invest in those relationships. And so it's definitely different, definitely like have less, um, direction, like direction being given to me from mentors, uh, than when I was in fellows, but that's always something that you, when you make the connections with adult mentors, when you're a fellow, you get the opportunity to continue those relationships. So um, all of the mentors that I had during fellows are still like mentors to me. I can call them whenever, get lunch, breakfast with them pretty often still. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it looks a little different. There's a little bit more initiative on you once you're not a fellow. Um, mm-hmm. But the opportunities are still there. So you just kind of have to seek them out. And, and then also like figure out how you can bless people now yeah. that – I think when you're a fellow, obviously you want to do that, but a lot of the focus is on like receiving when you're a fellow. And then when you're not a fellow, it's like, okay, how do I bless others as well in this community? Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and starting to try and figure that out too. So yeah, that's been a lot of my experience since, since fellows has ended. Yeah. Wow. Thanks guys. That's a lot of really good insight. I would have expected nothing less from you too, but, (laughs) um, yeah, I just really appreciate your time and your thoughts and, do you have a last thought, Aaron? No, I no, don't. Okay, sorry. You were just looking yeah. at me like you did. <laughs> no, she just looked like she had something to say. <laughs> Great. Well, thank you guys so much. And thank you, everyone, for listening. And we'll be back soon. <laughs>